Welcome back, guys. We are jumping into our new series for our new semester. We ended last series talking about the greats, where Kieran and Travis talked about the greatest commandment and the Great Commission. We're starting off this series talking about out of the box and creating healthy habits. Now, I want, one thing I want to say about that is this. Every lesson, we want to make sure that you understand that this isn't about rules and regulations. This isn't about trying to make Jesus love you more or trying harder. What we want this series to be about is the Holy Spirit working in you to cultivate healthy spiritual habits, healthy choices, and making healthy decisions to make you more like Jesus. And to that end, I'm going to pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much just for another uh, opportunity to speak to my friends, Lord. I thank you for another semester. Father, I pray that you would use this series to help uh, my friends to, to better understand who you are and who they are and can be because of you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, guys, so some of my greatest memories come from when I was in middle school and the years I spent at our summer camp. Uh, there were so many days and hours and weeks all combined together going to this camp of just being with my friends. There was a lot of time of, of laughing and a lot of conversation. Uh, there were hours upon hours of playing basketball and football and swimming and being at the lake and all of that and, and lots of conversations about about Jesus and about how, uh, how he has changed us and how he wants to continue to shape us to be more like him. What I want you guys to do is I want you to hit the pause button and I want you guys to share in your groups some of your favorite memories that you've had with your friends. And when you're done, just click on pause and we'll jump back into our message. So go ahead and do that now. Well, welcome back. I hope your time went well. I know my group spent a lot of time talking about different things that were just funny, hilarious. We did probably way too much laughing. Um, but the theme that rolled through all of our conversation was being with each other, was being with our friends and how those times of being with our friends have shaped our lives even now. I know that some of those stories that I would have shared that I did share uh, from being in my uh, at the camp shaped how I look at my life even now. And I'm sure that the same thing will happen for you. As you share those, you, you shared those stories about being with your friends and, and spending time with them helps shape how you think about friendship now. And it's gonna help shape how you look at friendship when you're 20, 30 and beyond in age. Well, the story that we're going to come from today is actually from Acts chapter 4, verses 8 through 13. To give you a little background on that, in chapter 3, um, Peter and John healed a crippled man. And they used that opportunity, they used that miracle to teach the truth of Jesus Christ, to bring the good news. Well, the religious leaders at the time, they did not like that. They didn't like it at all. And so they ended up arresting Peter and John. Well, because Peter and John had been with Jesus, because he had changed so much of their lives, or actually radically changed everything about their lives, to be honest with you, uh, they didn't back down in that moment. So we're gonna jump in right here um, and, and catch a glimpse of what happened in that story and um, how that can affect you as well. Starting in verse eight, then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit said to them, rulers of the people and elders, if we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed? 
Let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. And the salvation in, and there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, the religious leaders, and perceived that they were uneducated, common men, they were astonished, and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. Guys, that is so, so cool. That main, that main passage in there is verse 13. It says, it, by how they responded, by their boldness, and re responding to the religious leaders in the way that they did, they didn't back down. He said it was obvious that they had been with Jesus, not just knew about him, not just heard stories about him, but had been with him. Now, you guys know me, you guys know I'm a huge Clemson fan and I grew up a Clemson fan, so I know a lot about the program. I've read a lot about the program. I've heard stories secondhand about the program, all of that. I study and look at the recruiting, all of those different things. So I can say, yeah, I know Clemson football. Well. It wasn't until I spent some time on the sidelines and hung out with some of the former players that I realized that, man, I know about the program, but it's very different than these guys. They have been with the program for years and they continue to hang out with the players and with the coaches. And, and so, so my experience is, yes, I know about it, but they have been with the team. And that's, the, that's very different. That is what these religious leaders saw. They didn't just see that, oh, these guys know about Jesus and they're talking about him. They have been with him. Guys, it's very easy for us. It's very easy for us. And especially for you guys, because, you know, you go to church. Many of you are in a Christian home and some of you even go to a Christian school. It's very easy to know about Jesus and confuse that with knowing him. Some of you guys are rule followers, kind of like me. And uh, so you're kind of naturally inclined to, to want to do what's right. You kind of want to do the, the best just so that you don't get in trouble or, or so that you don't look bad. Again, we can get that twisted and think that because we are leaning a certain way or because of uh, how we are raised, that we know Jesus. And I want you guys to say that, I want you guys to, to realize this, that knowing about him is very different than knowing him. And how do you do that? And that's by being with Jesus. And so what does that look like for us? I wrote a couple things down and here's a couple things I want you guys to think about in your groups, okay? One is have you surrendered your eternity to Jesus and made him your savior? And two is have you surrendered your daily life to Jesus and made him your Lord? Okay, first, if you don't know who if you don't know Jesus, if you haven't surrendered your life to him and made him your savior, there's nothing else that's going to happen. So you have to first off get that taken care of and say, Jesus, I need your hope. I need your power. I need your presence in my life. I need to know who you are by surrendering my life to you. And then taking that second step, and that is being with him. That's surrendering your daily life to him. And what does that look like? Asking the Holy Spirit to give you a lifestyle of what you hear a lot of times around here at the church and you need to make that your, uh, your, your motto, if you will. Uh, and that is a lifestyle of radical dependence. You see, because the Holy Spirit doesn't just seal you for salvation, but he also gives you the power to walk out this Christian life on a daily basis. So 
I want you guys to, to be thinking through this in your groups, talking about this in your groups and what that radical dependence looks like. And that is regularly hiding God's word in your heart. Psalm 119, nine through 11, regularly spending time in prayer and talking with your creator. Mark 135 and Acts 2, 42 through 44. Regularly spending time with God's people. Hebrews 10, 23 through 25. And regularly spending, sharing what God has done in you with others. 1 Peter 3, 13 through 17. So hiding God's word in your heart, um, spending time in prayer, spending time with God's people, and of course, sharing what God has done in you with others. And again, guys, I'm gonna read this. I wanna make sure I say it just right. The truth about this whole series, we want to share this truth about this whole series is pursuing spiritual habits isn't about trying harder or making Jesus love us more. It's about the Holy Spirit helping us cultivate patterns and choices that draw us closer to Jesus and help us become more like him. Guys, again, we want you guys to, to get these healthy habits in your life so that it becomes a little bit easier as life goes on for you to fall back on the power of the Holy Spirit to help you live out this life. Um, because those habits that you form now are creating a foundation for as you continue to walk through this life when things get a little bit harder just because more responsibility more life experience you're able to say people are able to say man that person right there they have been with jesus let me pray again jesus thank you so much for um again for another day lord i pray that i uh, and our leaders and our students um, lord god will continue um, to either begin uh, these healthy habits or continue to walk in these healthy habits, Lord God. May we challenge each other within our discipleship groups and walk alongside each other so that we can become more like you. And so we can continue to make you more and more famous in the world that we live. In Jesus' name, we pray this for your glory. Amen. Thanks, guys. I hope you have a great lesson and I hope you really, really, really enjoy this series.